You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. never gonna get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? (laughs) Hello one and all. Hello guys. Welcome to another exciting episode of preseason snap. Preseason snap for Killing Eve season three. And guys, we are in a whole new world. I think it's time we acknowledge that before we acknowledge the ridiculous news that we have here. So perhaps you've heard this little Diddy by DJ Marquise. If not, you will right now. You will. Right now. Coronavirus! Shit is getting real. It's getting really real. It's getting getting really real. Coronavirus! Real. Real. Wow. Wow. Shit is getting real. Shit is getting real. But you know what's still not here? A motherfucking trailer. Right. I was like, so is, is it really real? about to drop? It's about no. to get real for BBC. It's if right. they don't stop playing around. The BBC well, stands for <laughs> Big Bad Coronavirus. <laughs> That's what BBC stands for. BBC AMC. Um, y'all, where the fuck is our, our trailer? AMC stands for Almighty. Come on up wait, 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 what? <laughs> you gonna get us out here sued for libel. They're like, that is not what we stand for. We do not stand for that. We stand for Woo! all my classics. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. Right. That just came out of nowhere. <laughs> you guys, so here's us coming live to you, hopefully, in your motherfucking self-quarantine. Yes, I bitches. hope you're at home. Bitches. Not infecting nobody. I hope you're at home. I hope. Netflix and chilling, or what did you say? Uh, oh, Disney uh, Plus Disney and us. Plus and us. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real. Coronavirus. Um, shout out to any listeners we might have in Italy. We know it's rough down there. It's fucked up. But you know what sometimes helps when shit is really shitty? Laughing. Yeah. Right? It helped me. It certainly helped me during some of the shittiest times of my life, like 9-11, my grandma passing. So you know what? Sometimes it's fun to just laugh it up. And dance. And you know why we have another reason to dance? Because AMC is making clowns of us all. Are they, they not? They sure are. They're out here releasing actual content that says... <laughs> Every time in the song, the guy's like... <coughs> hold up, hold up. That's literally us, you guys. As New Yorkers in this time. And um, as you're thinking about sending thoughts and prayers... <laughs> can y'all send thoughts and prayers to us? Right, thoughts and prayers. Lots and tears. In New York City. Because we got a whole lot of motherfuckers in this motherfucking city. But you know we don't have a whole lot of right now? Toilet Quarantine. paper. Right. <laughs> and toilet paper. I'm so happy to see motherfuckers are now wiping their asses. Because I guess that wasn't right. something you happening before. You know the before. Tests, they are learning things, you know. The fuck? This shit don't make no the damn government sense. Told the, go- the, the government told the whole test to wipe their behinds. Get all the boo-boo. The government said be clean. But, um... I was like, well, so how many people weren't being clean beforehand? That's distressing. It's distressing news. But I was happy for the attempts that are now um, 
being made haphazardly. But yes, guys, your thoughts and prayers, because I think we are in the midst of the next big ridiculous cesspool of Rona. Rona. Yep. Because um, motherfuckers out here acting like cesspool um, is the word. They're, like they're we're like, in a oh, Like we at the beach. Like what? You, like we have this bad habit of, oh, natural disaster. Oh, it's not as bad as it's people think bad. it is. Right. Oh, a hurricane's coming. Let me go and play outside and shoot this video for my channel. You know what, for though? The I heard an interesting thing. And I was talking about with my friend that like millennials, us, have really been expecting the end of the world for such a long time that there's a weird dark humor happening and i totally agree with that because it's like you know me i've predicted the apocalypse in seven different ways and i try to prepare for all those different ways and the only way that i will never be prepared for you already know is giant bugs giant bugs show up candace is out for the count i'm sorry um the g the g will not be here and if the temperature drops below like oh my god shit goodbye that will attack my mountain i'm not doing nothing no you're right if we get to antarctica temperatures um I'm out the game. Evolution has played me and I will not succeed. My ancestors will have failed me and I will have failed myself because there's no way Candace is surviving in Antarctic weathers, especially because I'm anemic. Like I'm the worst. Like right now I go skiing and I'm like, guys, guys, help. So um, no, Tarrant is correct. In the event of a chill or super bugs, we gone. Yeah, goodbye. But if it's zombies or anything else, we here. We here uh, to help y'all fight another day. I got the playlist and all that. <laughs> so, you know, it could be a week from now, two weeks from now, and you hear from us, and we are in an actual 28 Days Later sequel because New York City has um, gone entirely mad. But uh, I just, yeah, just thoughts and prayers, y'all. For us! And we mean it. Real thoughts and real prayers because we don't know. But we are nerds and thinkers, and so we are concerned about the numbers that right. we don't know. Especially because, like I said, motherfuckers out here partying, thotting it up, doing what they need to do, flirting and shit, only two inches away in the spaces. And uh, I don't know why. Except I do. I, I mean, I do, I mean, but I, do, I don't. But I don't. Right? It's like you do, but you don't. You do, but you don't. Like these Hail Marys, I don't know what, I don't know what these are, but it's... um. You know, if I can't even go to the theater, if I can't go see a show, if I... I just want to stop feeling like 3LW every time I go out and I see too many humans. I'm getting sick and tired of it, broken promises, promises. Right. Like, we're supposed to be on self-quarantine. Where, Where are they? The why, why, <laughs> not right. being broken. Why, why, are they, why is everybody why y'all on the street? Right. Why y'all on the street? What y'all doing? Why are you in a bar? Why are so many people in that bar? I was walking my dog yesterday and I passed a bar and I swear, I was like, it could be summer. And it's just like, it's, you know, you know, those times in the city where you're like, it's summer, it's warm, the music's playing, people are just like, I'm, I feel so alive yeah. for the very first time. <laughs> I can't deny you. I could fly. Yeah. So <laughs> that's these motherfuckers in Brooklyn and um, parts of New York City. So, yeah, we need all of the positive energies you can send our way and the vitamins. <laughs> And uh, my mom lives in Westchester, y'all. And if you've been watching the news, surely you know that one of the meccas of the Rona in the New York State is, of course, in Westchester. But my mom and everyone's being due diligent. And we certainly hope that you motherfuckers are being due diligent as well out there. Washing your hands, staying at least some feet away from people talking to you. Keep your parties seven and under max if you can. Like just little tiny raves. That's cool. You know? Gotta look out for the immunocompromised because we oh don't my want God, them please, getting affected. Please. And my sister is one of them. And so you just, you know, there's people out there that are less suited. They're not as suited as some others to fight uh, something coming at their, um, their cells. And so even though you might be feeling great or feeling like you could take on the world or you've pumped your body full of vitamins and shit and shit, just remember, remember the people who don't 
and can't. And so, you know, don't be a dick. And social distancing could save the world. Actually, so, I off like my soapbox. It really could. Hashtag don't be a dick. I, I... Hashtag don't be a dick. And stop buying all the masks, you house. <laughs> right. Leave you some don't masks. need it. You don't need it. Okay. Unless you're sick. And in that case, put that shit on your face and stay inside. Right. But that, um, that's your mask. That's not like. That's yours. That's not that's, 1700 that's masks. Right. 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 I mean, for those people hoarding, be careful because you might get run up on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're in the times that if somebody finds out you're hoarding, you could get got. Right. That's a realistic danger. My goodness. I'm just, I'm just fuming at this point. Fuming at what? At uh, people just not taking this seriously and putting everyone else at greater well, risk. I say, I mean, if you you could get God, be careful. I feel like people out here handing out fades for sneezes and coughs and all kinds of disrespect, just hygienic think of, disrespect. Think of, <laughs> now, speaking on hygienic disrespect, the manicure, the pedicure, the facial, the eyebrow threading, that's oh, all way too intimate. That is very and intimate. this is not that is very intimate. I mean, it's a, it's an L. That people are going to have to take. I've, unfortunately, actually, that's where I'm most concerned for our lovely city is the L's, the business L's, yes. the small business L's and the hustler L's and all the people in our city who work intensely. And a lot of times, like two, three jobs every day to do stuff and now are limited to no jobs. Right. You know um, what I'm saying? So think of all of our creatives, the the people who do the the odd jobs, the errands for, mm-hmm. for by the hour. Mm-hmm. Um the arts, so people who—that's half had my friends because that's half a. I feel like half your friends and and you know videographers or or whatever. Like we're not going to show. Shows but it all depends canceled. on like different different levels of people. Maybe have savings and maybe don't. And I feel like most creative professional millennials don't have the savings simply because you cannot. And it's a rough place to be in. Like Joe and other people who can't work on sets. Other people who just like like you said, if you're working on Broadway, whether you are taking tickets or an usher. Or a performer, you out. Uh, right. If you're in the theaters, you out. You've gone. And so people out here, if you work it's for wild. International Airlines, depending if they're uh, embargoes or uh, we are, borders are closed, then where are you flying? You're not leaving. You're not leaving the that's country. That's probably for the best. Because, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sucks about your job, but also you're probably a harbinger of the Rona. <laughs> Sorry, that's how, <laughs> I mean, that's how I'm looking. I'm looking at everyone like they Gwyneth Paltrow from Contagion. Why are you flying from country to country? Eyes Stay on your Gwyneth. ass in one low location has, has for two weeks confessed please. to uh being a carrier is it only first Tom of all Hanks? i fully believe that gwyneth paltrow is actually she in isolation she'd been there probably for like three weeks because i don't feel like the ceo of goop would play games like that's like she's like first of all i was in contagion i literally was a star <laughs> i was a star and who was the first bitch to really die me from america right. so i feel like just her doing a role she probably got some extra information at I that hope. time and so she's not playing around and tap, uh, in, tap into your contagion, tap into your pepper pods, tap tap into all of the tech or whatever you got. Do it, Gwyneth. Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. So yeah. Oh, this a is necessary sad. tangent to take because this is what is life. And if you are listening to this right now, chances are just now, earlier today, or later today, you too will be thinking or talking about Verona and how it's affecting your life. So we're in the ghetto and it's the world. It's the planet. But you know what? At least Killing Eve can't be delayed. Your concerts may be delayed. Your parties may be delayed. Your cons may be delayed. Everything is literally fucking delayed. But you know what won't be delayed? TV rollouts. And also, I, I don't want to have to show up with weapons to the BBC America oh, right? studio. Because if they try to say some shit, actually. We had to hold on a promo. In response to the corona, we are now 
postponing Killing Eve launch for May. Unless they're also May posting. 25th. No. They, they better. How dare you? No. I mean, you postponing a trailer <laughs> that we didn't even know that we were getting. That's fine. You know what it's going to look like if they do that? Um, Gaston and his assholes. Lord. When they're trying to get the beast. Kill the kill beast! Kill the beast! But it'll be like, kill the BBC! Lord. Or uh, release the tapes. Like, give us the tapes. Right. Like, we're going to break in. We're going to steal it. And then we're going to put it up into the cloud of piracy so that everyone can see because that can't be allowed. But I don't think they would ever do anything like that. In fact, this will work great for shows, hopefully, like Killing Eve, who's actually been advertising on their Insta to stream the last two seasons on Hulu because a lot of people are fucking inside. I mean, you might as well. You may have emptied your queue of things to watch and this wasn't on it for That's reasons. not us. We have such a deep queue and oh, so there's sure a lot do. to go through. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> Sure and things do. people have so wow you guys what a wild time we are in and we will have an announcement later about our own killing eve watch and party stream party we did mention in the first snack of stuff like what we're doing with our patreon and whatever whatever and stuff and stuff so we'll have more about that but we've actually finally figured out the best ways for us to watch stuff with y'all and wow was it ever a journey of um, trials and tribulations. Wouldn't you say? Uh, lo- yes, it was. It was really real. <laughs> it was, but you know what? Um, certain companies what got their stuff together. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Sorry, you said it was laughing. getting really real. You said it's getting real. Certain companies that you know took over for uh, and claimed to offer services, they began to step up and improve their um their game and you know the ghostries started to fade and um and some new companies that reached out right which we're happy about because we're like ooh, brand new we what's going on wait, over here right, we cannot wait to connecting to our audience we like it right <laughs> i don't know why these motherfucking accents you know what happens part of the reason of this is that and it still won't make sense to no one who's seen this movie really but you remember josie and the pussycats the first version before CW did whatever they did, because I don't watch the oh, CW the thing. But you put the oh, Rosario oh, Dawson okay, and okay. um, what's that actress on? She's all that. Oh no, no, no. Back no. in the day, oh, with okay, Freddie yeah, Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Rachel. I was saying Leigh Cook, but wait, wait. I think you're right. Did you say Leia Cook? Leigh Cook. L e i g h c o o k. I feel no, like no, no, no. Right. It sounds like you're on the right track, but for some reason. Like, Lay sounds right. I'm thinking of the right title when I say she's all that, right? Where she, like, she's not attractive, uh, but we take off her glasses and give her a new outfit. Oh, my God. She's so hot. Quintessential 90s plot point of insanity. Oh, you're right. Rachel Lay Cook. Is that what you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you said Lay Cook. And so there we go. So that's why I was, because I was like, Lay and Cook sound right. But I feel like something's missing. Okay, so Rachel Lay Cook. So you know what I mean when I say Josie and the Pussycats and... Is that potentially the only 90s attempt on Riverdale that I'm thinking about? Um, it Because I don't think anything else came from that universe in that um, time. Just um, Sabrina Teenage Witch. Oh, wow. Original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yes. So anyway, that was on. And, you know, it's ridiculous for so many reasons, bad reasons, good reasons. But Parker Posey's in there and, you know, I love Parker Posey because it doesn't matter what film she's in or if it makes any sense, her acting and her comedy and her just 
her body comedy, I'm always going to laugh. And anyway, it was on and it was completely ridiculous. And I forgot how much of a ridiculous film it was with Tyree playing the drums. And so I watched it. I did. And I, I had a hearty laugh. What were they? They were like trying to super brand them or something. And- it was, um, remember, okay, so remember it was like a boys group, right? And then okay. the boys group suddenly dies and everyone in the world's like, oh my God, I love this boys group because we were totally in, I guess, uh, Britney Spears, Destiny's Child, NSYNC, right, whatever, Backstreet it. Boys, Hysteria when this was made. And so the people behind the boy band are like putting subliminal messages into the songs and stuff like buy this drink or shop at this place, buy these clothes. So they get Josie and the girls and they put subliminal messages. But by the time he gets to the end of the movie, Parker Posey's subliminal messages just wanted people to like her because she's still dealing with her high school culture. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous and sad. And my biggest gauchery watching that thing, Carson Daly. Oh, he was. <laughs> and he's still exactly Sorry. the Sorry. same. Which no. Is... And it was the swoop of the hair that took me out. Like, I laughed for a solid five minutes on the swoop of his hair and the fact that it was red. So, yeah. I hope you guys are watching some ridiculous things in these times that you may not have watched otherwise, but um, the Rona gives you reason. And if you feel like telling us what those things are, you could always hit us up on social media. At Will Villanelle, where we are. But getting back to the matter at hand, I mean, um, <laughs> don't do that sound that you were doing, which is like Terrence says. It was the year 2019. <laughs> Candace and Terrence, uh, fans of the show of BBC's Killing Eve, get ready to record live. For the very first time. After hearing that Villanelle may have a wife. The fuck? Yeah, welcome to our Moulin Rouge Killing Eve edition. The show apparently must go on, but they say that the wife may or may not be Eve Palastri. <laughs> Yo, they and said that not. Is the they moment. said not. That is the moment. Spoiler. Spoiler. That is the moment. Motherfucking spoiler. That is the moment. Spoiler. <laughs> that they got us fucked Okay, up. look. That they is got us. That. <laughs> That's the moment. That's the moment. And we should preface this ridiculous recording by saying, yes, we've been drinking. I don't even know how it is I'm on my third before we actually hit the record situation. Uh, but that's what's, that, that's, that's what's happening. And um, yeah. as you see, I went with the crown apple instead of gin. Because I was like, I'm not going to be classy. When Killing Eve is deciding to troll us and not be classy, they said, oh, you guys want to talk about clowns? We're all in clown makeup this year. That's what's happening. Those of you who may have seen the EW photo shoot, um, you may be aware. Hence the theme music. Hence the Moulin Rouge. Killing Eve style because they got us fucked up, right? All the way fucked up. I mean, all all the way. The irony is not lost on us that um, the major running photo from Killing Eve's Season three photo shoot for Entertainment Weekly is that of a clown. Jody, Jody dressed as a clown, <laughs> looking clownerific, but a clown she is. A clown we are, a clown we all shall be, as it seems, till the end of season three. Are we saying that uh, Villanelle had the clown makeup about Eve the whole season? Yes. <laughs> Eve had the clown makeup about Villanelle. Villanelle had clown makeup. We, we had clown makeup we looking for a kiss or a smash. Yes. We got neither. <laughs> But I'm still having hope that it's going to happen this year. I said it. I believe it. And I have a number of reasons in my musings that I think is giving evidence to what I want. Like, I don't know, Killing Eve moving to 10 o'clock on Sundays. But, 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 that's an amusing. I just want to say, I just want to say, I just want to say stuff that airs at 10 p.m. sometimes, you know, gets a little explicit. I mean, that's true. 
bring in the clowns, I suppose, is the best way to say it. Because, holy shit, there's some stuff going on. There's some stuff a-brewing. And we have photos, you guys. We have new set photos, new released campaign photos. Campaign photos, that's probably not the word. Uh, Season? It's like a... Promotional? Right, it's like a promo thing. thing, But they they didn't get the cover. The cover went to Wonder Woman. It did. You know, the spread was it was not bad. Well, you it was know, Wonder Woman enough. might be out here getting um, delayed, which that would piss me off. Because I've already been waiting years for Wonder Woman. It's like, I saw you tweeting about the Black Widow fans. <laughs> <laughs> fighting the air, fighting the air about their release date. That's going to be right. me. That's going to be me, especially if I get my, my Wonder Woman pre-released uh, toy with her gold armor that I got. That I'm waiting. It's, it's going to come. But if that comes before I can see the movie, I'm going to be bitching. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to be mad that week. It's going to be me. You know, this gives everyone time to get their merch on point for their releases that get got pushed merch. back. So if you are a, I don't know, on Black Widow and you need to get pushed back, if, then, you know, there'll be toys, hopefully, waiting when it oh drops. Oh my gosh, because the only Black Widow thing I saw um, was pre-orderable was like a pop, I want to say. I was actually looking for a gigantic bust of Diana, preferably in the golden armor. And I, as usual, have found several dudes who, if they want, and suppose women or whomever, can spend their money on like a $600 Batman bust that is something you could hug if you wanted to. But I'm like, what about me? I would like for people to come into my space of misandry and be greeted by Wonder Woman in her golden armor. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I know no one's gonna make one of Brie because she got so many damn haters. So how? There's only so many overpowered bitches that I could then prop up in a space. And so I'm pretty upset that I have no Brie Larson Captain Marvel bust. I have no Gal Gadot um, Wonder Woman bust, and uh, I have no Storm bust. And I just want to know why the Earth keeps doing this to me. That's all. I just want to know what's it gonna take to get someone to make something extravagant and ridiculous for us women fans who are also misandrous. I just, I'm wondering. I'm not even gonna go down the rest of my list. Like, I could I say, know. where's my Xena bust? But I'm not even gonna ask about that because we just got a Xena pop. It took 20 years for me to get a Xena pop. So, years. I'm not even, I... Lord. You know what, let me get out I of mean, my soapbox. This I is just, a well-well episode. All I wanted was just some more Hella. Just a little bit more. Give her a second movie. Who? Hella. Oh. She saw those two minutes. She said, Neil. I said, ooh. You still stuck on Kate Blanchett. <laughs> and that's, they didn't have to do that to us. They didn't have to give us hella <laughs> and then take her away right, hella yeah. fast. Because that wasn't right. It was inappropriate. Pun intended. It was. I just, and that's why I said to you, like, it's one of my dream fights. I was like, can we just see hella, like, fight a bitch? Like, I just, can she just come back to fight Captain Marvel? Like, I right. would just like to see what that would look like. This has gotten really nerdy really fast. We're sorry. And we're actually going to try to have a new place to put our nerd ramblings. Right. So <laughs> that enough. way we don't like... So we can stay on topic. Up, right. stay, on, stay on course. We just have um, a lot of thoughts, okay? We've got a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. Any feelings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. A woman stabs me. Oh, women don't stab. I know, This right? one, dude. The girls I date to. <laughs> Gabrielle, <laughs> what do you know about Sapphos? Oh my God, so we might as well wish a happy birthday to Miss Jodie Kilmer. Yes, we saw the video that you kind of put up after you abandoned us. <laughs> I mean, girl, do what you got to do with these people. Wow, dude. I know, they were ridiculous. If you decided to come out your face and be rude uh, to Miss Kilmer and then she deleted, like, well... <laughs> I mean, we know that you deleted your entire life from right? Twitter. We can't find who you people are. And that's probably for the best. So, happy birthday. I believe it's 27. A magical number. 
in some circles. Other people think it's a curse number, but I actually love the number 27. My birth date is on the 27. All you gentlemen, Jack Crack listeners know about that grubble day. That grubble day. <laughs> We've talked about the historic relevance of sapphic behavior on the day 27 in the fall. But yes, I'm getting off track. Happy birthday to Jodie Comer. Hope it was wonderful. And yes. you are staying away from the humans. That is something that we do know. The last duel is on hold currently um, from shooting because they're going to go from France to Ireland. But that's not happening probably because that's the best decision. I mean, right. But like I said, I wonder what that's going to do to the schedule, the schedule of release dates, because last duel was set to release on Christmas area. And I'm like, I don't even know why y'all want to release a rape film in the Christmas time. But sure, Oscar bait. Well, maybe now it's got to be January or or. Well, the article said, the article that I read that said that Ridley Scott was jumping in the editing room to edit the hour or so that they have already amassed to save time. So whatever. But here's hoping that we get ourselves together as a planet sooner than later so that we can have a great summer. I know it's really self-involved. Listen, I also would like for people to stay healthy and not get sick. But also I'm like, damn, like I got some really good tickets this summer and I'm. Yeah, I'm going to be so sad if I can't. I don't want to have to be in a hazmat. Just to hear Janet, and I wanted to see Janet. I wanted nasty. to see the. I wanted to see Janet and her like. Janet like, not covered, all the way up. But now I want her. I protected. would like to see Janet bring a bitch on stage for one of those ridiculous. Yes, I need one of those ridiculous striptease right. things where right. guys can't hold themselves together. Just grab a bitch, Janet. We should start tweeting her now to be like, Jim, Jim, <laughs> in case you do come to New York and the Rona doesn't keep you away, could you choose a gal this time? Just just for us and for society in misandry. Could you just... I mean, just think about it. No pressure. No pressure. Just a thought. You might have to play the song twice. But you know what? That's fine. It's fine. Wait, for whomst? For well, the audience? Because the... the guy never makes it through the song. Oh. <laughs> well, guys end up having whole seizures and yes. conniptions. Yes. And that makes sense. And that's not to say that a woman wouldn't, but she probably would have an extra piece of decorum about her. Right. About it. And probably try to whisper something. Yes, it's my number. Just call me after the show. I just whatever you want. Whatever whatever you want, you got it. <laughs> Shoot your shot, guys. Shoot your shot. I'm so happy I sprung for the VIP <laughs> True, because there were there's a difference. Like there's VIP where you could get a, a photo, potentially. Miss Janet, Jackson if you nasty, or just in the cheap seats. And um Terrence and I don't do cheap seats. Uh, Blame the Zodiac. Right. It's, it's not a, our fault. It's just it's, it's not our. It's just what we can't do. It's what we there. can't do. It's, it's what we can't do. The mezzanine, right? Like <laughs> that one time we ended up in the mezzanine. The first time saying, we saw Atlanta's show, like, we were like, "What is this?" I was like, "This all they had." It didn't. I was like, "No." <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, yes. That literally was us. I mean, again. And then when we came back in the orchestra, and, and that one girl was like, "I want a different seat, but, that, <laughs> but that's the seat." You paid that's for true. That's true. She was like, like but why paid? am I over here? And but it's that's like, what well, you, that's, that's what you chose. You sweetie. bought that. Sweetie, that's what you chose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, uh, so that was the news update about last duel. Oh, I wonder if Free Guy will be postponed, which would suck also. For Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not concerned about him. You heard about ryan reynolds but you you're probably right i was more concerned about jody i'm like what about jody what about her summer plans but yeah so because that's definitely a summer movie it's not a movie that generally should or could come out in another, any other time any other right. time right 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 well we already have the bond pushed back until november what is that true yes oh shit 
November. All this news. Damn. But actually, I don't mind that so much. I mean, I'm kind of annoyed that I have to wait longer for Lashana Lynch. But I would also prefer for the movie to do well. And if there's one thing that's happening, it's the movies that are in the theater right now. Lots of losses for those studios. And unfortunately, those thespians who are like, I believe they said something like the box office hadn't been this low since it was some it was some long period <laughs> it was probably of time. gonna be like since glitter or oh something. wow or geely i mean why are you calling out um mariah carey doesn't well, deserve that j-lo her. can take that because <laughs> geely like glitter was an honest attempt at trying to do what you're trying to do which is why i can still look past britney spears road trip because oh, that yeah. has a soft space in my heart because it's britney even though you're like girl what is going on over here I mean, but geely your mom Jilly. was sam jones and she didn't now, want to keep no, you geely Geely is that an abomination. Geely, everyone on the crew should should get um, beat up for doing Geely because it's like, what was that other movie? And Ben Affleck was in two of these motherfucking movies. He... Um, was it Chasing Amy? Oh, God. Yeah, Where was... he is playing a het dude, trying obsessed, to convert. Right. and trying to convert what is supposed to be not just a queer woman, a, les- a, a lesbian. lesbian. A lesbian. A lesbian. So don't do Mariah like that. You know what I'm saying? Because Glitter is here. It's certainly not at the top, but it's watchable. Geely! Geely is in the yeah. violence-inducing category, like The Handmaid's Tale. I watched a movie recently that was a horror film, and it was all misogyny. What's the plot? Misogyny, Candace, that's the plot. So, all right, in this scene, you guys are going to take turns raping the girl. Like, why is this? Who put this in the... Releasing this on Christmas? I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just... And I it's don't super... understand. <sighs> Right. There's nothing to understand. Cut, There's cut. nothing to understand. Cut. Print. <laughs> that's a wrap, you guys. But that's gonna be me. If I'm ever on set and they're doing some stupid scene, I'm gonna be rolling the cable. But <laughs> <laughs> <Cut. laughs> what keeps... Are you picking that up? What where is the sound coming from? Like uh, Oh, it's um <laughs> I think it's the grip. Is he... <laughs> Did somebody mic up the grip? What the fuck? What's going on over here? Sorry, my text alerts were on. <laughs> Lord. I'm going to give a shout out to Portrait of a Lady on Fire actress Adele Anel for walking the motherfuck out. She sure did. Of the Cesar Awards. Um, what was it, like a week, two weeks ago? Sometime relatively recently. When convicted fucking rapist director Roman Polanski evidently won for some film he made that I'm glad I wasn't aware was in existence. I'm <laughs> gaucheries for the motherfucking French for nominating this uh, shitty director that is wanted for prosecution in the United States, which is why he's not been back over here. But I just gotta say, big the fuck up. So I'm sure a lot of you guys circulating in the villainy fandom are aware of this film and potentially what she did. But it's kind of ridiculous that we are applauding people for like appropriately shaming sexual predators and choosing to turn their back and walk out on something like that. But considering how rare it actually is for actresses of a certain level to disavow a director that's getting accolades in real time, like this motherfucker is to actually get up while cameras are rolling to walk out and then talk that shit and cuss while you walking out. I'd have been like, fuck everybody. Fuck you. Fuck your daddy. Fuck your mama. And fuck the Cesar awards because this is trash. So nothing to do really with killing Eve, but it's like adjacent to the fandom. And so um, shout to her for being a badass bitch. That's right. Somebody hit. Oh, is that illegal? I was about to say someone get Roman Polanski at the knees, but I don't want to say I'm advocating <laughs> violence or nothing. That's, that's not what I said. Um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying there's like, you already know there's stuff happening in Brooklyn. There are girls getting jumped yes. and men are turning up in the worst way. And it brings out the most intense misandrist in me. And so I'm already on high alert when it comes to protecting women that just this concept of dudes walking around being gross makes me want to get my Harlequin on and start busting deeds in the kneecaps. I'm sorry. Blame motherfucking Margot Robbie for playing it so well. Blame the bitches who wrote Harlequin. Don't blame me right. for having a normal fucking response to the patriarchy and its sadistic violence against women. So also that, and if you guys haven't seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire, check that shit out. It is a beautiful, beautifully shot. Cinematography is off the train. Um, acting is fantastic. Um, and it's gay. So yeah, honestly, some of the clips honestly, seen, they looked they look quite delicious. If you've been out here watching queer films for more than 10 years, you know that there is a sliding scale of quality that we get. And usually the scale is like here. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. like the Carols and the Gentleman Jacks and the Portrait of a Lady on Fire—they're rare. So when you get them, you gotta you gotta show love and let the creatives and producers and stuff behind it know that more content like this of this quality and caliber is desired. You know, so we can graduate from just having uh, short films from right. students doing their best. <laughs> and you know, it's not me shading you guys. It's just because I used to screen for a queer film festival. And so I have seen a lot of things and a lot of good things, but also, also a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of scenes where you're like, should have left that on the cutting room floor. Why God? But yeah. So shout out to her and definitely check out that film. And I know a few people have hit us up about reviewing it. Terrence has not seen it yet. Of course I have, but when he gets around to seeing it, he's got to fix his life. Um, But he's very busy. He's got to fix his life. We will definitely review it for you guys somewhere the golden globes when went down i believe before we uploaded the last or the first rather preseason snack the golden globes were about to go down i indicated i was not going to watch i held to that promise because i didn't give a fuck and sadly jody did not win a golden globe i wasn't feeling the vibes going into the golden globes anyway i wish i wasn't excited about watching them but you know it is what it is i believe wasn't that olivia coleman that one, oh, best um, actress. For, was it? Was okay, it the Crown? Oh, oh, the Crown. <laughs> this is how removed we are from the Golden Globes. We both have. Hopefully, one of us has the right. I feel like it's the Crown. I feel like that's been her lane for the past two years. From the favorite, she's like, "Let me play a queen really well." I do not watch the Crown. I will just take it on what other people say, and based on her past repertoire, that is great. I just literally have no interest in watching yet another telling. Of Queen Elizabeth, which is who I think she was playing, and I'm just not there. Princess Diana, for sure, I'll be back. Yeah, if she but like appears, let us know. I just feel like we have talked about Queen Elizabeth, What's one of the name? one of the Elizabeths, <laughs> a lot, a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, so I'm fucking good. So the Golden Globes went down, and I remember we were looking for Sandra O. Oh content and then we didn't get any and we assumed that she didn't go because she definitely didn't show up in any of the stuff of the stuff of stuff and that was pretty whack tastic uh, phoebe waller bridge did come out with some wins for fleabag at the golden globes she did. but we did get to see the lovely sandra O oh make an appearance at the oscars in february the oscars were in february right was it or was it in i'm january? gonna say yes yes beginning oscars, of february i want to say it's somewhere between like all-star weekend and like basketball and some music award show they, they usually cram them all in in february they all like alternate weeks so it's like yeah i feel like it was thing, i feel like it was in the second second week of february and then awards i did check out the oscars i sandra oh if you guys haven't seen 
any photos of her from that night, but she looked lovely as always. Very gorgeous dress she was wearing, kind of cream colored. She was happy. Parasite won film of the year. And we were happy that they threw the camera to Sandra Oh because they were like, we must find. There, there she is. I really don't have anything else positive to report from the Oscars and paying attention, except that Renee Zellweger won for Judy, which I'd been you predicting definitely since predicted I that. predicted that since she announced she was doing it. I was like, oh my God, that's her Oscar. This is going to be her second Oscar after Cold Mountain. And it was. And she deserved it. If you haven't seen Judy, I would recommend to you all to check it out, especially if you're a fan of Judy Garland, the human, mm-hmm. or just, you know, women. <laughs> women Mm -hmm. who are immensely talented who do not get all the accolades and snaps they deserve while they are on this planet and judy garland is one of them so congrats to those motherfucking winners um there were a few other things that came dancing about from the golden globes and that was uh what she was wearing and i guess now that you know we're talking about news well we will address some stuff that we've noticed has gone on in the fandom and it's kind of wild that we have to address these things going on yeah what is going on you know what Yes. We're in the fucking ghetto We're of killing ghetto. Eve. What's going on? Like, why is the fandom imploding in certain ways? Um, yeah, so let's talk about it. So if you guys aren't familiar, some of you listeners, uh, there's the, the, there have been things happening online. And I feel like I'm always catching the tail end due to my schedule and just being like, what is going on and why is it happening? But I do my best to try to figure out what it is that's happening online and i guess it's a two-parter and they kind of connect so we'll just we'll do it all in one since um jody is entirely gone from twitter at this at the time i was recording this. Uh, yeah if you didn't she know said, oh, fuck what you heard if you search her name there'll be mentions of her but you won't but you see won't her find at. you won't find her and um that's for the best honestly given what we've learned so i guess we'll start at the golden globe shit which was you know jody's dress and um People had stuff to say, yeah. and I felt like I was out of the out of the loop because, as I told you, I you know I thought it was. I actually thought it was. <laughs> it's right. a pretty good like, looking dress. I, the colors. I like the, the angles. I like the color. Um, against her skin, it just it worked. It was looking real good. For those of you who follow us on Twitter, you would have seen when I sent the tweet out, and I was like, "Look at Jody looking stunning." I believe I used some heart emojis. I was like, "She looks good." My initial reaction was loving the green. It felt like it could have been on brand for what green is evocative of, color theory and all that stuff. Her hair was pulled back. She looked expensive. She looked like she, did. she could murder you and pay for your life all at the same time. I thought she was looking great. So great color contrast against her complexion really boosted the color of her eyes. I Fantastic. And it wasn't until after I did the initial retweet that I was looking at the timeline of uh, listeners where I was like, what is this? Uh, they definitely had some uh, Mandalorian vibes. And um, they said Baby Yoda. Don't even. And what was so fucked up was once you saw it, you couldn't unsee it. I clicked that one tweet where it was like, click for a surprise. And it just had Jodie Comer and you could just see like those sleeves. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I love the sleeves. Sleeves, but make it drama. And once someone photoshopped the Yoda eyes, under it the was, sleeves and yeah. things. I couldn't unsee the Yoda. And I was like, y'all fucked up for this because before I saw Couture, <laughs> now I see baby Yoda and I can't ever go back. I feel like I saw a tweet once some time ago that it was like a, a Killing Eve watcher saying that they didn't believe that anyone dragged Jody better than her stands. And I would have to agree because I don't think this would have been a conversation about Jodie Comer's Golden Globe dress 
if her own fans were like, <laughs> what is this, baby Yoda? And then experiencing the gaucheries of realizing that Jodie Comer was evidently lurking on Twitter because I, I, I want to say it wasn't even 24 hours before she commented right. on it on her Instagram. I'm going to just let y'all know that I know the bullshit y'all talking about baby Yoda and whatever. I'm cool. Baby Yoda's cute as fuck. She said, just because I'm not online doesn't mean I can't see what y'all doing. That's exactly right. She and got she eyes see. in the back of her she head. She does see. And if there's a lesson in here for any of y'all who partook in the mini drag of love is that you should tweet responsibly that celebrities be out here lurking. Mm-hmm. They are out here with burner accounts giving their opinions. And so maybe just don't tweet anything that you aren't willing to um like say with your chest with your full chest <laughs> right because you might catch a celebrity like John Boyega or somebody who decides to get into the fan the fan fray and just be a little spicy with it and I think dramatic sleeves are in because Beyonce snuck in to with her sleeves right mm-hmm. she had massive her, golden sleeves alcohol. massive golden <laughs> sleeves so if Beyonce says sleeves are in for right now obviously Jody is talking to the right people which brings us to our current issue with Jody deleted. Right, and the fact that she's right now not on Twitter. She's not on Twitter. And... I was so confused. Like, you were busy that day. I was busy that day. For those of you that follow us, you saw when my tweet appeared where I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So I got on the timeline and I just see all these messages, fans going at each other's throats about who's to blame and the fact that Jody was deleted. So I tried to track it back. We both did like, okay, where are these tweets coming from? Okay, here's a bunch of people who are either deleted or hidden and we can't even see what this interaction was. I actually saw the final tweet. Well, actually, I don't know if it was the final tweet. I think it was perhaps one of her final tweets from Jody before I refreshed the cache oh, on my phone. Right. Is it the no worries one? Nah. Here we go. So the tweet was, quote, except the privacy of the people in these pictures is not, capital letters respected, both privacy and not were capitalized, followed by, you know very well these pictures should not be in the public domain. They are not approved. Please, Please stop. stop. So I was like, whoa, 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 that whoa, 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 like whoa. an internal call out, but on blast. I was so confused. I was like, Jody's out here telling people to please stop and, to, and she never tweets. How did we get here? How did we go from Jody only tweeting about repairing the carriages that are derelict in the UK and not having tires on fucking carriages that are over 20 years old because they can lead to people's deaths. If you live in the UK, maybe give a shit about that. Although I did read one of her recent tweets was that, yeah, we got something passed just before she deleted. So what was going on? So initially when I reached out to some of our listeners and followers, it was like, does anyone know what happened? A few people got back to me. Thank you. Thank you. To say that it had to do primarily with some BTS photos that were found and released and circulated on social media and I suppose primarily Twitter where Jody found it and initially Terrence and I were like okay but is it that big a deal like what's going on I mean obviously things being released that should not be released is a problem but from my mind I was like isn't that like a BBC problem or a production company problem like whoever is not honoring their NDA like what's going on but then as we did some further investigating and tried to follow the rabbit hole of tweets it seems as though that the more likely situation is that this website which was hosted in Russia on a Russian platform had unreleased BTS photos from Killing Eve in addition to potentially some paparazzi photos of Jodie Comer, meaning photos taken of her in her private life, just trying to do her and have nothing to do with Killing Eve. So I've never seen any photos like this. I don't know what they are. I've never sought out these types of photos because I honestly don't give a fuck. Right. (laughs) Jodie's private life is her private life. Like, what? And so I'm distressed and dismayed if this is the case. I... 
would encourage anyone in the fandom, even if you find juicy BTS photos that BBC or AMC hasn't released and you just want to stare at it or circulate it amongst your friends, that's fine. But if you find a photo of Jodie Comer looking like she's being Jodie Comer, maybe you shouldn't post that shit. Right. Especially because we know how private the bitch is. Um, which is really like me, because I would have a problem with that, too. If I'm out here just trying to have some ice cream. Right. And I got motherfuckers property. jumping out the bush trying to get a picture. And then that picture shows up on the site. And then you're posting and talking about it. Like, that's going to bother me for sure. Right. You may not fully understand what that all feels like, but it's really creepy. Like, you, you that's not something you wish on anybody, really. Right. And so according to comments we found online for people who are present for the situation evidently it got worse so not only were fans out here sharing photos that most of them probably did not know were obtained illegally or unethically potentially it was triggering for jody because maybe she's aware of this russian site because if personal photos of hers are on this site she probably used a lawyer or somebody to be like yo could they not like what can we do legally about this and so evidently some people are saying online that she that fans interacted with her in a combative way about asking people not to share these photos. And I saw one tweet that was like essentially paraphrasing, you know, someone telling Jody, fame has gotten to your head, Jody. And I was like, yeah, people are you in this book? What the fuck is wrong with you people? Terrence, what was, is, was what's going on? Like, I can't like. Yeah, but what's wrong with people? Who are these humans? Why did you do that? First of all, y'all wild. Fame's gotten to your head. Um, that's that's <laughs> Gaslighting and it's it is gaslighting. It is whoever said that you fucked up for that. And I think your Twitter is probably deleted or hidden because we searched high and low for these motherfucking tweets. We can't find them, and the only threads that seem to be connected to this all basically are hidden or deleted tweets. So we can't possibly know. But I gotta say, if you said that shit to Jody Comer, you deserve whatever public shaming that you potentially got because that's out of line. What the fuck? And so Jody's off Twitter, and if anything like what we just said is accurate, it's what the fans on Twitter deserve. Jody's never on Twitter. And if you took that moment to be a dick, talk about fame, girl, get over it. Come on now. That's that's not what you do. That's not what you do. It's not good karma. It's all really, really bad. And now look. Now look. She's not on fucking Twitter. And you really have to piss a bitch off because Jody doesn't even fucking tweet. She's not even there. She's like Sandra. Oh, it's just the Twitter is there it for is shits and giggles. Right. And now you got the bitch deleting. She didn't even say, here, publicist, here, potential intern or assistant, run my Twitter because these motherfuckers are annoying me. She deleted it. So that means she was ticked the fuck off. Congratulations, right. assholes. Congratulations. Sorry, you can add your thoughts. No, I was no, just I'm just, no. Where you're at is sort of where, that's where the energy is. It's just, it's rude. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> look, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say except like respect people. Like, treat people the way you would want to be treated, maybe. Have a piece of respect. Respect people's privacy. Right. Think about how you would feel if somebody was invading your privacy. And so, um, do better. That part of the fandom that is wildin'. So that happened, and it is what it is. <laughs> and we're still super confused at how this went down in the first place. We do our best to stay clued into fandom's goings-on. And to that end, I actually would like to, since I'm in this mode of chastising a part of the fandom, sorry, sorry, but it has to be done, I have to call out a tweet that turns brought to my attention. Those of Ooh. you who follow us on Twitter may be aware of my attempt to try and fight this person, both verbally... <laughs> in real life but I was not able to get any traction yeah it was a tweet all this drama on International Women's Day right because like, like, you this is where the tweet was it was someone tweeting about 
you know, happy International Women's Day. Jodie Comer deleted her Twitter and there was a decent amount of engagement on that tweet, right? It was something like almost a thousand likes. I feel like last time I looked at it. So under this tweet about Jodie Comer deactivating and it had like a fan cam that someone made of Jodie Comer. If y'all been on Twitter, you know what those fucking fan cams are. And so there was a tweet underneath that said, love that you stole the award from that ass. I met her at the opera and she couldn't be ruder to me or her fans saying she doesn't do autographs or pictures. This is doing her Grey's Anatomy before her starting in Eve. And again, the grammar is giving me groceries, but uh, yeah, um, grammar. it continues. She lost loads of fans that day. Sandra Oded to me. And I'm trying to figure out what, what loads of fans did she lose the day that she was at the opera and you were a dick? And I engaged this person. Initially, I was like, you know, this is dark-sided. Delete this. And then I came back and was like, honestly, I just want to fight. I want to argue because I want to know why you think Sandra O oh owes you any of her time at the opera. I mean, if I'm Help on me. my way to Help a me, show, please. if I'm... I'm at a hall, if I'm at a show, then chances are I'm there to be entertained. Duh. At the at the show. Right. At the show. Oh my god, what Not a novel someone, idea. I don't know, ambushing me during intermission when I may have to pee. Like intermission, depending on where the bathroom is, and if there's a line, there's like a lot of layers to whatever Opera houses this is. are really large, so the bathroom's usually really elsewhere. Right. So <laughs> you like you're catching me in passing. I have a thing I need to do. I told you that there's a thing you told me a thing I guess that you wanted and I told you those things I don't do and you decided in that moment that I was dead to you because you couldn't respect what I don't do. Yo! What? But just like I said, lack of respect, lack of understanding people's personal space and that the artists and thespians you enjoy on TV or wherever else don't owe you shit! They don't owe you their time! What do you mean? They owe you time perhaps when someone's paying them? To give them, right. to give you time, like, then, you know, and events and that's shit, the piece of time interviews, that you get. whatever. That time is over there. That time is not here. That time is not when she's privately seeing an opera with whomever she was with. And you decide to invade her space to be like, oh, my God, hey. And she didn't want to talk to you. And so, oh, she's on my shit list. For all you know, she was paying attention to the actual opera. Because it sounds like you weren't. So I would just like to say to all the people out there who are trying to drum up nasty energy for Killing Eve, who are drumming up nasty energy for the actors and thespians, keep that shit to your motherfucking self, honestly. Just keep it in your drafts. Don't don't spread it. Delete we, it. We don't need to we see it. We don't need to see it. And then you're just going to have beef with extra people. Right. <sighs> So there's that. Again, if you try to go to Twitter to find the shit, you won't. So many people have deleted yeah, and hit themselves after the fact. It's super, super hard. You're trying to find a thread. Thread's going to be missing a whole bunch of chunks. A whole bunch of chunks. Really, really. But don't be a dick. That's that's the moral of the story. Right. Don't be a dick. And whether it's Sandra L or motherfucking Jodie Comer or motherfucking Fiona Shaw, Fiona. motherfucking um, Kim Bodnia. I, I'm sure no one is invading Kim Bodnia's privacy. But in case you were thinking about it, we'll just throw Phoebe Waller-Bridge in there. Anyway, it's just like stay out of their private business. Enjoy what they give us. And that's really all that it's about. I mean, being quiet is so free. It's so free. Oh, my God, Terrence, it's absolutely free. It's free 99. What does Jill Scott say? Oh, maybe, oh, maybe we, we can just be silent. <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, so yeah, happy International Women's Day. <laughs> happy way too much drama in the Killing You fandom. There was a lot. Day. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, what the fuck? I don't know anything about this. Lucky you. Good for you. Yes, lucky. Because we unfortunately spent way too many minutes trying to figure out what was happening, then being annoyed once we did, and then being like, oh, there's new levels to it. What the fuck? We just want a trailer. Again, 
I'm not trying to be on a soapbox. I'm just saying like kindness is okay. And empathy is okay. And considering how your words can be perceived is okay. And I'm not ever going to advocate that for an incel or a meninist. Know this to be true that Candace has not <laughs> left. And I don't give a fuck if you troll and roast and hurt the shit out of the feelings of a fucking meninist. But, you know, other people who are just trying to do their best at life could always benefit from some extra patience, kindness, love, empathy. They sure Whatever can. you can fucking spare. Because you never know who's going through some shit. You know, people can look okay and not be okay. Here I am lost in thought and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's the truth. I mean, it, it's it's free to be kind. It's, it's also decent just to be a little bit polite. I mean, you may get, you know, they say you catch more flies with honey. I mean, if you're looking for a story, if you're that catch desperate. Catch with honey. Ow. If you're that desperate for, you know, a scoop, maybe that's how you get it. Because then you get I an I guess. End. But, yeah, kindness is cool. Okay, moving on. All right, so I guess that means it's time for the correction segment. It's the correction segment. Wow, did we totally fuck that up? Did we? I mean, I hope not. Did, did, I did, we, did we? Did we? Yeah. And this is why we have snack episodes. All right, I believe this first correction here is mine. And, well, minor correction. In the last snack, I had made some notations of some of the photos that were released of Villanelle and the Dame, Trudy Comer, Dame Harriet on set. And I'd said that they were in Rome. I feel like I eventually later said Barcelona. But in case there's any confusion there, those photos were taken in Barcelona, Spain, not Rome, Italy. And she's in Spain meeting with Harriet. And as we will discuss later on in the revelations and musings from the EW spread that we got, we got some additional information about what Villanelle is evidently doing in Southern Europe. And uh, it's a fucking lot. So that was it. That's my only correction there that Villanelle is actually frolicking in Southern Europe, evidently with a fucking fiance and a new boss. And that is not Rome. And quite frankly, if Villanelle got engaged in Rome, I'd have problems. I'd have problems. I already know Eve is going to have problems when she finds out a hoe out here again, Mary. But I would have had problems if Villanelle was actually trying to tie the knot in Rome where she had her murder baptism. That's not, just, that's not what we do. It's just that's not what we do. That's like, you can't. Oh, it's just... <laughs> God. And what was this other correction? Oh, God. Fine. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, earlier in the postseason snack when we were ruminating about the addition of Adam Driver because of all the Ben Affleck issues oh, right, right, right. that we've all been, you know, clamoring around where it was like, was she even born when Dogma was out? It's like, you know, groceries. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was just drama. And then now, since we they, there was a book, and we can now look at the IMDb or the Wikipedia page to figure out who's playing whom. And by just doing some cross-referencing, we have come to the understanding and the realization. It's a smart extra. That's, uh, Terrence is going through a lot to say. The note, which is, evidently Adam Driver is not, is not Jodie Comer's husband in the last duel. He is the rapist. He is the raper. And uh, whatever. I don't have any real beef with Adam Driver. I don't know enough or care enough except from what I've seen out there. I just would like to say, from what I see, it looks like dudes getting typecast. Yeah. Uh, and by that, I mean toxic white male I was about to say problematic who dude. Who somehow people like. Yeah, but that's the correction. The correction is that egg is on our face. We thought Adam Driver would be playing her husband. He's playing her assaulter. And, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I guess we were moving on to our revelations. Killing Eve revelations. <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. I guess this revelation is really on me, and it has to do with me actually getting in a thank you about what the fuck it was Jody said in that short Emmy clip. Um, and I got All actually right. two answers. It's yeah. weird that I know exactly what Emmy clip you're talking about. In my head, I'm like, she's like, I mean, if nah, <laughs> which isn't what she says. That's not what she says. But I'll play it again. Gotta get her home. Yeah. Well, I'm a pen currently sorry that. We got to get her home. And so, um, look, it is now on my bucket list to just find a way to party in the same place that Jodie Comer is, but I don't want to talk to her until she's like several drinks in, like me right now at the crown. <laughs> so I can hear the full scouse, all of it. So thank you to the people who wrote in lovely listeners to be like Candace we know what the fuck she said <laughs> and I was like oh my god I know someone someone out there had to know and special shout out to Melanie and Debbie who each wrote in to explain to me that the interviewer had given Jody a special pen a secret agent pen and at the end of the interview when she talks about keeping the Emmy safe apparently she says and me pen can't lose that either that is that is the clip that is what she's saying and me pen can't lose that either and once I read that I listened to it and I was like, oh, okay, that actually makes sense. Gotta get her home. Yeah. Well, I'm a pen currently. So I, I got that. <laughs> you see, yeah, once someone yeah, explains yeah. it, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. It's like finding Waldo. You can't right. find that bitch. But once you do, you can't never not see that hoe in the crowd. So thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like I have unlocked a piece of code to Jody Scouse, and I feel so much more intelligent for it. I feel so much more prepared for the world, so much more prepared to visit the UK and talk the shit up with a really drunk person <laughs> who speaks in Scouse, which is honestly what I want to do. So thank you. Debbie also went a little bit further to give me some information on accents and shit. And she wrote, you're right that she did go into Scouse a bit at the end on the second listening to it. But for all of us in the UK, it just sounds normal. Although we are quite a small country, regional accents change within a really short distance. And there are somewhere in the region of 37 different dialects in the UK, from Cockneys in East London, Brummies in Birmingham, Gordies in Newcastle, and of course, Scousers in Liverpool. But everyone understands everyone else, so it's never a problem. Scousers will often say erm a lot in between sentences, and we know, because uh -huh. that's totally uh -huh. Jody, uh -huh. as Jody does, and often use me instead of my. But then, so do I, and I'm a Londoner. Confusing, eh? I'm living at the moment in Gloucestershire. <laughs> Wow. I believe it's Gloucestershire, where the native accent is, quote, West Country and completely different from Liverpool, even though Liverpool is only 140 miles away. I've noticed that Jody does modify her native Liverpool accent a bit when she speaks to an American audience, but only so that she's easier to understand. But as I say, here in the UK, we all can tell immediately which part of the country we all come from, but we all totally understand each other. I don't know if you've heard a podcast, which Jody did last Christmas, just as filming for Series 2 finished, with Craig Parkinson here in the UK. It's called The Two Shot Podcast, and we are familiar with that podcast, titled Jody Comer. And if you want to listen to Liverpool Jody speaking properly as Jody for an hour, it's well worth a listen, as well as being an interesting insight into who she is and confirms her as the lovely, genuine person we know she is. By the way, Craig Parkinson is an English actor, and he is married to Susan Lynch, who played Anna in Killing Eve in Series 1. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. 
Although every time I think of Anna. Remember um, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> remember the Alamo. Remember Anna. And she finishes out with some more sweet words. But yeah, guys, thank you so much, Debbie. And thank you so much. Thank you. Melanie for helping me figure out my life because I would not have figured it out. Right. It didn't sound you like You guys that were like, you probably figured it out by now. I was like, no, bitch, I, I didn't. I didn't. I was at still all. lost. Not even close. I'm so lost in the sauce. Just like whatever Jody's saying, it's adorable. I don't know what it is. I don't know. She could have been calling for the police and I would not know to help her. <laughs> all right, guys. So let's talk about the EW article. <laughs> the EW Entertainment Weekly feature spread for Killing You Season 3. Entitled Send in the Clowns. <laughs> you guys are so funny and clever, Send in the Clowns. Oh, that's cute. It's real cute. We was already here, but you know, keep going. Which in some ways does mirror what we got last year, which is still framed and hanging in the office. But also it does not. And that's the revelation is that we did not get the cover. We did not get those images at all. Right. If you're somewhere. The wonderful Gal Gadot. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. That's who has the cover. If you're looking for Jody, you don't see her in front of Entertainment Weekly. It's because she did not. we did not get the cover. We didn't score it. We did not score Wonder it. Wonder Woman has the cover. Wonder Woman deserves it. Gal looked fantastic. And I would she be did. lying out of every pore that exists within me to say that I wasn't incredibly excited for Wonder Woman because I am. And if we continue with this trajectory of awesomeness with DC women, as I already said, oh, I guess not to any of y'all because I've not spoke, but we saw Birds of Prey. And for me personally, Birds of Prey was the most fun I've had in a superhero film featuring women. Yes. In a really long time, I don't even know how far back I'd have to go a long time to try to find something that was comparable for like the fun of it. And um, that's saying something because I enjoyed Captain Marvel. I enjoyed Wonder Woman one and Birds of Prey exceeded the fun on both of that. And so while I I, I do expect Wonder Woman 1984 to be huge and the fact that that bitch is going to be swinging on lightning is going to be enough to have me ascend to another plateau of bliss. But it is interesting because Wonder Woman does not come out until summertime. Killing Eve premieres before Wonder Woman and this cover was secured for Gal and I suppose Wonder Woman is the bigger property. It makes more sense. But it's just interesting to me because Killing Eve premieres before Wonder Woman. So I know things are scheduled ahead of time and shit and shit and shit and all that and whatever. And perhaps there's reasons why Wonder Woman had to be the cover for February as opposed to March <laughs> or somewhere in April right. or perhaps in May. And so I don't really even know what to say, except what did we do differently? Killing E fans and um, fandom. Did we sacrifice the cover for a Valentine's Day like, <laughs> release? Like, was that was that the thing where they're like, we need this on Valentine's Day for the fans? Well, now I have to go and pull up who was on the cover in February. Because what you mean? If we couldn't get Gal, like, I don't want Gal to not have a cover. But if. Did she need to? Uh, I want to Killing Eve to have a cover. I understand that April's far, but this is the March cover. If Killing Eve can't get March, and April's when we're already airing, and it's already we're already here. You would indeed, create indeed, buzz indeed, indeed. At least ten weeks out. So if we can't get March, we should have gotten February. And so, like, it's interesting. I'll just say that it's interesting. But in this story published on February fourteenth. On Valentine's Day, Palentine's Day, whatever the fuck it is you celebrate, fuck everyone day, whatever it is that you refer to it as. 
This is when this story posted. So it starts out talking about Killing Eve, season three first look, and says, when it came to ratcheting up the intrigue for season three of Killing Eve, there was no clowning around. Well, maybe there was a little, as you're about to see. The thrilling, chilling, and blood spilling spy versus spy drama returns for more international intrigue and guessing games on April 26th at 10 p.m. on BBC America and AMC. It's, quote, the most personal season and the most emotionally rocky season, declares executive producer Sally Woodard Gentle. That may not be surprising, given that at the end of the season two finale, unbalanced assassin Villanelle fired a bullet into the back of shell-shocked MI6 operative Eve, played by Sandra Oh, as she literally walked away from Villanelle's offer <laughs> to run away with her. Six months later, when season three begins, both women, yep, Eve is alive, are attempting to recalibrate, and Villanelle's process begins with its new mission, agency, not the spy kind. Quote, a big theme for Villanelle is her trying to gauge some sense of control. Comer tells EW, she's a very free spirit and she always seems to be under the thumb of this higher entity, whoever that might be. She's really trying to shake that off. End quote. To see how things might shake out in season three, slice and dice these exclusive first look photos to glean some meaty intel. And it's, well, I say it's meaty depending on how thirsty you are right, and how exactly. extra you are. So I guess for us, it's pretty meaty because it doesn't take much for us to go on for annals and annals about what could happen. So let's talk about this first photo. Eve. Eve on a road. It looks like a dusty road. looks like a less developed road. So Poland. <laughs> and that's no shade against Poland. It's just what I imagine. It's like elsewhere that is in London and there's country stuff. I've seen people theorize that she's on a trip with Nico because Love. there's a picture of Nico also on some path. Like what rides on that road? A cart? A carriage of sorts? Like it's not... I don't I'm, I'm looking because of how wide it is. I'm seeing her stand in it. Well, it Lamborghinis don't because a car could go on this road, but just not a car that you care about. That is a low sitting <laughs> car. Right. Not a car that costs lots of monies because that would be silly. Right. So uh, I, that's why I like your lower underdeveloped, you know, not a major mecca of a city town. Um, I can't put a country on it yet. Um, sh is she handling? Am I no? What kind of business could she be handling? Where she is? What is she doing? Where Eve's is business? She? she does what she wants, whether true. she's unemployed or not. <laughs> Eve, That's if true. Eve has interest, she's going. And she looks like she's pretty chill at this moment. Right. So she's got on a jacket, a regular t-shirt, some jeans. She doesn't look like she's in work mode. So I think she's seeing potentially Nico, if I had to guess, from another photo of him that's released. And um, hopefully he's signing them divorce papers and maybe she's feeling away because this part of her life is dying. But girl, let it go. Let it go. Underneath this photo, it reads, Eve will need to figure out who she is and what she wants in the aftermath of that tragic trip to Rome. Quote, how can you come back when you said no. <laughs> oh, asked E.W. rhetorically after the season two finale. Quote, how does Eve come back to any of her life? And since we're already asking questions, how might the Eve Villanelle dynamic evolve or devolve in season three? Now, I just don't know how people think it could devolve any further What's beyond devolve? a bullet right. in your gut. That's that's the type of devolving that happens between them. It's the violence. And they have it followed by a quote from Jody saying that relationship gets more complicated. Listen, Jody, always giving the winners of not telling us anything. <laughs> you are a star at fucking throwing these motherfucking journalists off the scent because, girl, talk about equivocating. Underneath that part, we have a picture of Jody in this dress that I tweeted I didn't like. Oh, I got it. Mm. Meh. Uh, it's. You can describe it to the audience if they've not seen it. Uh. It's almost looks like something her supposed wife would wear. Maybe. 
depending on how you dress in her wife and we have not met this we wife. have not met her but this looks like this could be from stereotypes right her closet. <laughs> so why have you made a fucking villanelle's wife a stepford wife already damn she's a soccer <laughs> mom what the fuck I'm mad. But I didn't like this dress. I, I feel like the Killing Eve account tweeted like, oh, it was captioning. And I was like, I don't know what I said, but it has something to do with the fact that this is like the kind of dress Villanelle wears undercover or she's trying to fit in some PTA meeting or, and tell everyone she's making the cupcakes for the kids' third grade bake sale or something. Look at the tote. Okay, I can see The that. tote says, right? I'm a young it's, it's... mother. <laughs> yeah, and I have she's... diapers in this bag. Because why is this bag so big? What's in there? She's living. Um... The weapons to kill your menemies? I hope so. Because what's what's in this bag? Is that Charlotte's dream? Charlotte from uh, Sex in the City? <laughs> oh, actually, perfect. That's what this outfit looks like. It looks like a Charlotte from Sex in the City. Just kind of like a like square, but slightly upscale square. You yes. know, like not Macy's yes. or Sears, maybe like Nordstrom's. <laughs> so I guess. Underneath that picture reads, Villanelle has begun a new life in Barcelona, but not surprisingly, there's, quote, a lot of chaos, sums up Jodie Comer. The actress was thrilled that the season capitalizes on the European hotspot, for Villanelle at least, where E's location remains a mystery. Quote, we get off... <laughs> Rude. Sorry. We get off to a really vibrant start, says Comer. Sam Perry, who came on as costume designer, is fantastic and has really seen this playground for what it was and has just run with it in regards to Villanelle's costumes this season. End quote. Keep, Keep scrolling, scrolling and, and you'll, you'll taste the, the rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> um, EW. Do I have E-W. to keep scrolling? EW. Do the I phrase, taste the rainbow. EW. Do I have to? Gay pride. Mm. What is that? Mm. Thank you. All of the puns intended there. And then we see a picture of Eve in a kitchen, perhaps making some sort of food that is potentially Korean. I don't know. We see other chefs or workers of Asian descent in the background. And there's a bunch of slabs of meat. And Eve looks like she's intently concentrating, really intently on cutting this piece of meat. And I hope she's picturing Nico's neck. (laughs) <laughs> that may see that may be extreme but i just just want to throw that in there just pretend he's a log the shoulder eve <laughs> eve the shoulder well i don't know do i bitch this is my first fucking murder bitch you could have said right here but you didn't you just said whack his ass right before she put her uh blade to the meat i have a family oh <laughs> I still maintain that Raymond was trolling because there's no way he thought that was going to work for either Villanelle or Eve. But he was like, let me get the last laugh myself with this troll. Please, I have children. Like the way he said it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. So under here reads, Eve is no stranger to a blade. See the season one finale, the season two finale. And well, (laughs) Well, this photo. Well, how about the opening episode? They said, just see Eve. Thank you. Just see Eve. How about the episode one? Look at how she poked her thigh. There's so many evidences about this behavior but okay and it continues now having sworn off mi6 she's carving out a new job for herself quote she's a very very bright woman who is good at whatever she decides to turn her hand to offers woodard gentle she's also very very good at making dumplings and sandra turns out to be incredibly good at making dumplings and at butchering actually end quote also from Miss Wooded Gentle. So, all right. Um, so Eve out here living the low life. And by that, I mean um, taking right. all the L's, which she deserves again. Girl, you could have been in Alaska. Villanelle could have been making you spaghettis. You could have been getting all the O's and all the strap work. And instead, what are you doing? Busking. Busking and cutting up meat with vengeance. You know, she's getting all of her repressed energy out with those cuts. 
I just I expect to see a scene where she is intensely chopping things like she did in episode one when she got back from, oh, right. from uh, yeah. Stabbing Villanelle. But the look on her face will be different. Because you know how kind of like she was in denial about what she was doing? Nico came home and he was like, girl, what? Look at, look at this pile. She was like, oh my God, chicken's in the stove. Everything's great. It's totally fine. And Nico like, go to home. This chicken. This chicken, <laughs> this chicken right here. This chicken. <laughs> and I love how from there Eve is like, oh, well, fuck dinner. I'm going to take a bath for six hours. Best of luck to you, Nico. And Nico finished the meal and probably ate it alone, if we're if we're honest. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I say so. He probably fucking texted Gemma like, hey man, eating eating dinner alone again. What's happening to my marriage, Jim? <laughs> oh, Nico, it can come out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> You're just mad that I do a really good Gemma. You do, and it's uh, Ew. Come over here. Let me show you my flowy bras. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even write for fucking Gemma because everything she says is horrible. Like, um. Everyone, oh, my God. Sorry. Every, everyone thinks I'm a monster because I put a bit on Gemma's house. Yes. I had <laughs> I had a flatmate once years ago who, I mean, anyone who knows this, well, maybe not. But, you know, people who've lived with, like, more than two people at once. Um, anyone who tried to attempt an artist commune or something like that. Like, you hear sounds. And certainly the sounds of sex become something you are accustomed to with enough flatmates. And there was a girl I lived with one time where her sex noises were, like, disturbing to me. Because it kind of sounded like... Like um like someone was beating a dog and the dog was crying like a <laughs> type of thing and oh, this no. is actually what I imagine with Gemma that oh, Gemma okay. is the type of Gemma's the type of girl the type of woman that if she was letting Nico hit and I was the roommate I would be serving eviction papers Nico Nico Listen, guys, I'm sorry. This is what came into my mind. I was doing the Gemma voice, and then I had my own flashback to my own ghosteries of like, why? Why do I live here? Why do I live here? From my brain. Why do I live here? I need bleach. Now, while that was upsetting, it was not, and this is a completely irrelevant story, but, you know, if any dudes are listening to this, let me just tell you right now that if you are living with a, a woman, a non-man, and they ask how your night went or did you sleep well, you don't inform them that you were beating your stick to them and their girlfriend because that's... That's, that's hella rude. No, it is. That happened to me. It was real life. You tried to shoot a shot? Oh, I, honestly, this is a case of so dude-like, he doesn't even know how toxic the masculinity seems. Oh, no. Because as I got to know this dude better, I was a bit of a trust one baby, like, it seemed he was mostly earnest with his intent, but completely fucked up with the got reality. It, because yeah. I literally was like, yo, I don't want to hear who you're wanking your stick to, buddy. That's your fantasy and you're informing me. No, 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 no. No. And he genuinely apologized. He was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. sorry. I mean, I just felt like I thought it was a compliment. And I was like, whoa, whoa, it's not. Like you could ask if I thought, if you would ask me, what do I think about men? I would say I don't. (laughs) You know what? But I would say he was heteroflexible because I had a dude friend who was making a joke about a... I feel like someone's listened to this and they're like, oh my God, what <laughs> life have you lived, Candace? But the, he was making a joke about an orgy. Okay, so Juicy, but commune, he was, he was so? basically testing mm-hmm. the masculine waters of like, you dudes are into these women in this room, but would you be into like the sexual party if dudes were involved? And how willing would you be in that right. to be in that how party if these women were here? Too right? many dudes. Right, right. And by the time the conversation was done, homie was like, actually, I mean, I don't even think it's that big of a deal. And we were like, oh wow, well, congratulations. That's great for you. Right. But then my friend was like, I was just kidding. I was just joking. And unfortunately for him, I, I'm pretty sure he was ready. Like he was like, oh, so we, 
oh my God, you know, now that I've thought about this and I've marinated on it, because he did, he thought about it and he came back and he was like, I've been thinking about it. And yeah, I'm totally cool with this. Well, and my friend was like, that was oh, like but I was just kidding. Conversations <laughs> ago. He was like, I was just kidding. I was just messing around. We're not actually about to have an orgy in the loft. Sorry. And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh no so that's not to say you should um just do social experiments like that involving orgies but that's just a random fucking story i don't know how we got here i blame the rona perhaps all the vitamins we've been taking have made I us a little squally and wild but yeah so orgy it's back on track Gemma's sex noises oh it's Gemma. Gemma yeah, brought me here and Gemma here. brings me to a dark fucking place she does remember that review we saw i believe we talked about it before where someone was like you know i was with villanelle up until she right. killed Gemma. And I was like, good. <laughs> good day to you. Good day to you. Good day to you. No for you. All right, let's continue this article. So underneath that, we have a picture of Big Daddy K, Constantine. Oh, yeah. Constantine. He's looking kind of salty. He's holding an envelope. Probably the that same envelope, envelope probably has money. <laughs> oh wait, or no. The, it's the, six months later. He, oh, he's, so. he, he's been he's been to see his well, wife and daughter. Is, what if there's an agreement it's new, where it's a new job in the envelope is Villanelle or something I'm, it's dramatic All it's right, ridiculous so if it's not I a new job it. it's his um, whatever he agreed like maybe he uh, he's paying monthly because you what? know what <laughs> who he, he paying monthly Carolyn whatever some say you can't put a price on family but I apparently you. yours seem to be I don't know I mean, I'll let you ride with that theory because nothing is wrong until it's wrong. But he looks so fucking salty in this. I just feel like right. someone just took a hit out on him or his girl. Or he's unfortunately. His daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I knows? see that. Underneath it is written, where do we find Villanelle's longtime and seemingly former handler, the slippery Constantine played by Kim Bodnia? Well, hence what her gentle, his daughter Adina is not dead. And this is where we got to give Sally the Jodie Comer Award for not saying shit. Girl, we know Adina is not dead. We right. figured as much. So, okay. Underneath that is the quintessential photo. The photo that is defining us, defining our season, yes. defining our merch. Villanelle as clown in a clown outfit with a balloon. And under this picture of Villanelle and unknown persons, it reads, even Pennywise and Joker might be alarmed to see a villa clown staring at them. Context, please. And the quote says, she is trying to find her own way and be in charge and make her own rules. And she finds herself having to prove that she's ready and she's capable. Hence, Comer. Quote, it just so happens that this is her disguise this time. As for the mystery man beside her, his name is Felix, played by Stefan Lanku. And well, that's kind of all viewers are getting for now. The question is, who is complicit and why are they complicit? Teases what are gentle. You know, before we go on, I just want to say, like, that's all viewers are getting for now. But when there's articles leaking about, like, a wedding and shit, like, when there's articles talking right. about, oh, my God, a villanelle's getting married to a woman and it's not Eve. well this is they're picking and choosing how they light the fandom on fire well right well these are official interviews and releases the other things are oh so someone submitted these photos from uh the set because you know people who are walking past the set are recording with their cameras things that they should not be recording. no but that article said they were they were citing sources within the killing eve world of production you read it they're not yeah. saying i walked past this scene in which this was definitely a wedding there have been other things talked about oh they're filming over here by a church oh they're doing this it seems wedding like there's other stuff to support the theory of a wedding but the show itself has not been like here we are speaking of this wedding so i think it's trolling to a certain extent because obviously it's out there they've not addressed it to be like actually this isn't true or you know this isn't hey guys right that has they let the fire go and it was from a uk publication so and they know they know the fans are talking about it because literally that's all killing you twitter could talk about for like a solid week while stressing out 
Underneath that picture is Eve in a kitchen. And personally to me, it looks like a new kitchen, a different kitchen, a different place from where Carolyn normally is in her kitchen. And she's opposite Carolyn in the photo because we've seen the other photo, the other side of the photo. Underneath it, it reads, if Eve has distanced herself from MI6, why is she standing there with her old boss? Cryptic withholding Carolyn, played by Fiona Shaw. And the quote says, I don't think they can help but be drawn back to each other a little bit, says mm-hmm. Water Gentle. Well, hmm. that's because Carolyn, again, she understands understands that you know oh yeah is murder intelligence like it's she says well it's the same reason why my board is in your uh like remember like that's how she was like well you know this is something i've been working on actually for weeks so so the fact that you have my board in your space just lets me know that you know you have a you have a knack you have several knacks are you talking about carolyn's um... yeah carolyn talking to e pilastri like you, I mean have... that, but I also think Carolyn's always pulling her damn strings. Oh well, she. So, of course, I mean, I, I don't know, think that she's bringing Eve into the fold unless she has a very specific plan, a long game that she's already thought through seventeen times and figured out how to cajole and manipulate Eve to do right. what she wants. She was like, "Ugh, I need a bag man or a bag woman." Eve, listen, <laughs> we all know that you like the murder, Eve, and you like the suffix, Eve. Please don't be twee. <laughs> just get on the team, Eve. You already know it goes bump in the night. Could you really times. just um busk? And be satisfied knowing that there are killers out there, especially oh, particular. That, 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 especially really, particular. come on, wait, wait, pause, 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 and pause. Why in the world would you think that Carol would make an argument to Eve talking about with killers out there? You don't make any sense. Gabriel was a child who was murdered. Eve hasn't given a fuck about killers oh, being true. out there since season one. Eve gives a fuck about catching killers that intrigue her, and there's just one killer like that, and that is Villanelle. Carolyn can't appeal to Eve by saying, "Think of the good of the public. Think of the public." health eve there's a serial killer on the loose eve don't give a fuck yeah that she's like eve look at this challenge pitch. do you know who this is can you find this person can you figure this out she's into that she's this into is, stuff that impresses this is her currently unsolvable she's not interested in saving the public okay because she left hugo to bleed out oh she and then she left it. a note and then she didn't even leave the note she was like well she did, i guess she folded it up <laughs> she did she folded it up and then she left entirely and hugo was just there bleeding out in the back don't leave me the she was like would you be quiet god I, you, you, this is the worst field agent ever. I was a bagman. Oh, man. Worst bagman ever. Mm-hmm. So potentially a new place. And then the next photo after that is uh, Nico looking like, to me, he's on the same pebbled road somewhere in Europe. And underneath it, it reads, Eve's mostly estranged husband, Nico, played by Owen McDonald, was last seen waking up to one hell of a frame job by Villanelle. And it's interesting they use frame job because there's been a lot of speculation about that. I didn't know that's necessarily what she was trying to do because it didn't seem like that, especially when it potentially is easily disproven by contacting MI5 or MI6. But okay. This is potentially a clue, maybe, into what they might try to do or what they might try to say. The problems Nico had in the six months was that he was suspected as the killer. I could see that. I mean, that's, I mean, the fact that he's alive bothers me because I kind of wanted him to just kind of stay in there until someone killed him in there. And now I'm not getting that as a dream. But why would somebody kill him in there? Who else would kill him besides Villanelle? I mean, well, someone. I'm not even going to go into why it makes perfect sense for Nico to be alive in order for Eve to completely lose her life. But. I've already gone there. I've been there. I've said what I would like Nico to say. I want them to get Mm -hmm, divorced. And mm -hmm. so it's actually better that Nico isn't dead. Because if Nico's dead, Eve can can lie to herself about what her life was or what Nico was. If Nico was alive, she has to deal with reality.
reality. So after it says one hell of a frame job by Villanelle, complete with dead body, it continues. He's left in a really, really miserable place, but he's not dead. Says what are gentle, miserable, but not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for reiterating that. I mean, do you have to let us know that he's miserable when he's having nightmares about alphabetizing? (laughs) Those us Nico haters, unlike Nico Hive, I see y'all on Twitter. I see you there. I see you. I am disturbed, Nico Hive. By the way, the mashups, the fan cams, if any of you listen to this show, wow, wow, wow. No need to sort them alphabetically. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. So after that, we get a photo of Carolyn holding up a college finger. And I'm like, do they have fingers like this in the UK? Because I thought this was really American. I thought it was really Um, American. And perhaps there's a reason and a joke in there why she has this fucking very American college finger that perhaps is very also European and we do not know. We can check later. But underneath this picture of Carolyn holding a finger and pointing to it with a finger, it reads, after everything Eve has endured, quote, are you ever going to trust Carolyn again? Asks Woodard Gentle. Raise one finger if you know that's a risky proposition in which you just might become entangled. (laughs) Well, Um, and then it says to hear more from a Jodie Comer. It gives some links. And for Sandra O's thoughts on the season two finale, they take us to the previous article they had with her that we've already covered. And so that's sort of it. An effort from them to keep certain things under wraps. I mean, Killing Eve has taken quite a bit of, I won't say criticism, but commentary over the past season and hiatus. And people have a lot of opinions about the trajectory of Eve, the trajectory of Villanelle, whether or not the season was good enough. I don't agree. Right. This show has no slumps. It has not happened yet. I mean, it's a ride. It's like a roller coaster, at least for Eve Palastri. We're going up like this. You know, we're about to reach the peak and slide down. And the latter half of season one is Eve's first sort of like dip where she's like, whoa, and she's having a great time. Uh-huh. And season two is more of that slow climb back up to the top, but it's a different type of dip that she is anticipating. And she's already felt the first one. And she's like, bitch, I don't know. Let me try to be different. Let me try to be smarter about this. And well, we all know how that goes. Right. She, she literally tries to be smarter. She tells Carolyn, she tells everybody, she tells Mark. She tells everybody, she's like, look, I'm prepared. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a good agent. And she just completely took a whole host of L's. But I'm hoping for season three, as I've said time and time again, leading to season four is we're going back up and down the hill, but it's another, it's a new evolution of Eve Palastri. So each time we see her go through these things, she learns more about herself and becomes more comfortable and hopefully dark Eve rising. Hashtag, hashtag dark Eve rising. And we will be talking about this later on. Some people, some things we've read about, oh, is this the Villanelle show? And I always say, how could it be? It's the Villanelle show it's about the two of them and everything that off of each other with their range playing off just the the world of chaos that is around them and them that is the show yeah nothing else matters it's even villanelle's world and we're just in it yeah go for the ride we're just squirrels in their world squirrels yeah we're just squirrels in their world do i gotta be a squirrel all right you don't gotta be i don't want to hoard nuts i want to be maybe i could be a pony be a beautiful birdie (laughs) okay oh that's nice. Because birds are melodramatic. You know what I mean? They can sing. They sing a lot to the point of annoying people. And they're ultimately majestic and still graceful, but also goofy in a sense. And I know I've attributed all these things to birds, but I do quite enjoy birds. Just not when they're flying at my face. Mi abuela. She owned a number of birds oh, in her life. I yeah. keep thinking of like baby talons near my face. No, no me gusta with the baby talons near my face. Wait, wait Baby what? talons. I was just thinking of birds near my face. Their feet. Oh, things. right, because if they go in a... Uh, right, yeah, yeah. Mm. My, skin, mm-hmm. my skin and... Uh, mm. <laughs> Whew. I went uh, on a dark uh, Hitchcock oh, tangent. Man. That was very dark. That could just be the Rona anxiety, you know, that just makes everything bigger than it needs to be, especially because I pictured it. But, like, I didn't picture a real bird, like a normal bird. I pictured a pterodactyl. <laughs> 
I can't deal with life. Uh, uh, you, I, Lord. Oh, you did say that you found something to the effect of there being an article from the actor that played Nico. Nico got an article. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he did. It was in the Metro, um, the Metro paper. uk, and the title was "Killing Eve's Owen McDonald Confirms Nico's Fate After Villanelle Attack Ahead of Season 3. So, despite my wishing, wishing. And hoping and praying. Uh, Nico's not dead. And the actor definitely does appear on set to film things while he is breathing for season three. Maybe the flashbacks. <laughs> you know how I feel about flashbacks in general? Like flashbacks are rough. Like they like unless you do them really well, flashbacks are whack. Because then it's like, how many flashbacks are we doing? Like how often are we going back to the past? But this article says, Killing Eve star Owen McDonald has confirmed Nico's fate ahead of season three after being left in a less than ideal situation thanks to Villanelle. Nico was left horrified and fighting for his life after being cornered by... I Okay, fighting for his life is dramatic. He got punched in the eye and he was locked in a, locked in a storage room. Is that fighting for your life? I don't think so. I mean, so. if there's no food in that storage room. But you're not fighting until you starve it and you got a good seven days. And I hate to I hate to bring this up, but scientifically, with other things there, like he could survive at least two weeks in that storage container, more than likely. Like he doesn't have to like what he's doing to survive, but he could survive. He could drink his own urine. Again, not exciting to do. Although some people in documentaries just do it for kicks, and I don't know what that's about. But Nico's not fighting for his life until he's lost 10 pounds. And he's like, <laughs> then he's fighting for his fucking life. But whatever. Is the That's world just my ready opinion. For feral Nico. I say yes because feral Nico is not that scary. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the height of it. The height of it was pushing Villanelle against the wall. Oh, you should try this with your wife. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, this writer thinks that Nico was left fighting for his life. Versus just left alive in a storage locker to suffer with a stinky Gemma. And they continue, but stuck next to the dead body of his new girlfriend. And that's, again, the thing that's so sad about Gemma is that Gemma was never his new girlfriend. Gemma was trying to be the new girlfriend. She was just the over-affectionate, trying-way-too-hard colleague. Sorry. She didn't get to hop on that knob. She did Sucks not. to be her, I guess. She had to die that way without an O, without any of her desires met. <laughs> That's awful for Gemma. And it continues, Villanelle spared his life, but his future was left hanging in the balance as it was unsure if and when he would be saved. But speaking to Metro.co.uk, Owen confirmed that Nico was still kicking, even if he couldn't tell us how he makes it out just yet. Quote, is there anything I can tell you about killing Eve? Nope, he joked before he confirmed that Nico would at least be around in season three. The actor added, quote, Yeah, I think that's fine to say he's alive, but other than that, there's nothing. Other than that, it's been fun. You'll see Nico dealing with that situation, he added, presumably the Gemma situation. And the article continues, Should Eve be worried about what lies ahead at the hands of her estranged husband once she somehow survives being shot and left for dead herself by Villanelle in the season two finale? Owen is definitely used to dodging spoilers thanks to killing Eve, and is lucky considering his wife refuses to know anything about it. Mm. Quote, nobody wants the spoilers, he laughed. Even my wife won't watch Killing Eve until it's on and doesn't want to know anything that happens in the scripts. We do get screeners sometimes, but she won't watch them as she wants to be a part of the conversation that goes on at work. Or when people watch it together and go, did you see this? Did you see that? She doesn't need to sit there in secret for a month and go, oh, someone else watch it. 
All I can say is, we've got a couple of really great new writers on board, and it's very good. Oh, and continued, I read the first few scripts and was like, wow, this is so good. They've maintained a high bar. So thanks, Owen, for telling us nothing, but also something that, from your eyes, the first couple episodes are amazing, thrilling. And given the high bar set in season one and two, again, those first three episodes, someone someone try to try to argue with me. You'll lose about... <laughs> who had some of the strongest first three episodes in television. Ah, uh, season one, Killing Eve, sure and did. season two. So, Owen, you know, I hear that your wife is uh, troubled with these screeners, that she's just afraid to watch all on her lonesome. And we're here to tell you here at Well Well Villanelle that we are more than capable. I mean, I don't know. Terrence, speak for yourself. Speak for your damn Hi. self. Because if I cannot shout from the rooftops immediately about what I see, then don't give me the damn screener. I'm like the wife. Excuse me. I would like to figure this out with everyone else. The only way that that would happen is if the BBC themselves were like, hey, we're curious about your opinion on this first episode. Would you watch the screener? Then sure, sure. Give me the fucking screener, bitch. But it would be hard to not scream the spoilers to the high heavens because I'm sure 80,000 more theories would spawn and I would need to talk about them immediately. Mm. So I partly want the screeners but I don't I don't want them damn screeners because I can't be trusted then the BBC is gonna be mad at me AMC is gonna be mad at me all the people all the executives I don't need that shit I don't need that kind of smoke but I'm glad that you have the strength and the fortitude I mean yeah I'll just sit there and be mad or sit there and be excited or you know the fact that you could even just sit there is incredible there was also like a light-hearted article about the Killing Eve soundtrack, which I saw some people on Twitter have the vinyl and stuff like that. And it was from the composer, David Holmes, and he was talking about revealing Eve and Villanelle's favorite songs. And I was like, bitch, it's a lie. Now, the only reason I say bitch is a lie is because, as I explained to you, I don't know if we ever said this on the podcast, but I feel like it's disingenuous to have an American like Eve, who was American enough to not have a British accent, even though she came back to Britain, and suggest that she has a grouping of favorite songs, and at least half of them aren't American releases. We did like the playlist that showed up on Spotify that you know, when they were doing that whole Villanelle's dedicating songs or Eve's dedicating songs. We may or may not have a list of songs where we are. Yeah, and it grows every day. <laughs> it, the song list does grow. It's it's a little, it's a lot. It's a lot, but. You know what was wild? You saw I threw that video up there to test when we were testing the watch party thing. But because I was at the, doing that frat thing with my brother's little group of friends, and I was hearing a bunch of songs by Baby. Of course, while I was listening to the baby songs, I was like, yo, that sounds like Villanelle. And that's his song, Toes. It starts out with like, my heart's so cold, I think I'm done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So automatically you're like, okay, Villanelle energy. Like, oh, you gonna leave me? Well, bitch, you done with life. You done. Believe her, she gonna die. Well, bitch, you done with life. Okay. And okay. <laughs> I pull up with no knife because I bring guns to fight. So. <laughs> you know what? Cute. Let me play that's a little. Cute. Isn't it? Thank you. I have so many songs that could work like this. No one has confirmed to me that Villanelle listens to rap. I just feel like <laughs> if she heard this, it would resonate, especially after Rome. 